Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Every time I think I have it and figure something out, either on the range or with my coach, all of a sudden, the next day when I go play, I feel like I, you know, didn't learn anything and I'm back to where I was a year well, ago. Well, so. I'll tell you this. I thought, that not the day of, but the next day, when I was on the range, I thought... I just said, oh, I finally figured it out. Just bend down and get it. Just go get, bend down and go get the ball. You can do this. And I stunk. I shot 94. Um, and But at my age, to shoot in the 70s was just great. The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. Okay, so let's go through the schedule. We did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday last week, and one of the reasons was I was going to go to Delaware, and I went to Delaware on Thursday and Friday. Um, on Yom Kippur, which is Thursday, which is the only day I ever take off during the year for specified religious purposes, I always play golf. I've told the story a thousand times. It's a complete rationalization. But I believe that God would see you better on a golf course than in a building with a whole bunch of other people that he would be more prone to wanting you to have beautiful surroundings, open air surroundings, created surroundings, not manufactured surroundings. Anyway, that's my rationalization. And I always go out and I play with people and I tell them beforehand, I've done this with Wilbon. I say, look, I'm, I'm going to talk about the relationship of God and man here. I mean, I need to have this particular spirituality. So if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Well, Wilbon and Neville loved it when we did it. So this particular week on Thursday, I went out and here was the foursome. This was the actual foursome. Two Jews, an atheist and a Lebanese Arab. It was the greatest foursome ever put together, and we all got along very well. And at the end, everybody, well, I don't know if everybody thought, but I certainly thought, well, this was easy. Why doesn't everybody do it like this? Why isn't everybody this happy? So I played on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, drove home early yesterday, did not play, was exhausted. That's just tired. Um, but we will this week, we'll do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, Nigel is here. Michael is here. We'll do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which is the normal schedule. It enables us, by the way, to get Jason Locke and Fora on, on Friday, which is his best day. That doesn't mean we'll do it all the time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but that's for this week. And do a live look at the Ryder Cup matches. Yeah, we'll try and do that. We'll have Sanzi on. If Maybe he can. Jeff Ma can help us find some value. By the way, <laughs> uh, Jeff Ma, let me just talk about what happened. All right, the monkey didn't have a great week. The monkey was one and two. Reginald's Oof. now two and four. Slow Jeff start. Ma was four and one. He's Ooh. now seven and three. Jeff Ma, if you, Jeff Ma's out of the gate pretty strong. Seven and three. Chuck Todd was two and five the first week and then lost the Washington game. He picked Washington. Washington did not cover. The Giants were getting three. They lost by one. They won. That made Chuck Todd two and six. Headed for the bowl. <laughs> Chuck Todd won five of his last six yesterday, including the Ravens. Yeah. So nice. he finished five and two and seven and seven. And Chuck Todd was a good week for Chuck Todd. Carville is still two and one. He, Carville did not post this past week. So that's, that's okay. While I was out there, I, this happens, I'm sure, to people, particularly as they get older. I had this very coincidental circumstance. I was driving out to Delaware, and I like to... Uh, chat on the phone when I'm making long drives. I don't really listen to radio, anything like that. I have the radio. I don't listen to it. But I call people. It's a hands-free deal. I know the roads, and I'm okay. And one of the people I called was somebody I had talked to here and there in the last couple of years, but hadn't seen in quite some time, 8, 10, 12 years, as far as I'm concerned. It may have been that long. Susan O'Malley. For those of you who don't know the name Susan O'Malley, let me explain that as every woman who who now gets a breakthrough job for example doing the play-by-play -play on baseball which just happened uh, i'm sorry on basketball with the milwaukee bucks That's a right. woman is going to do the play-by-play -play in all the games um uh julie donaldson is that her name she's running oh the redskins she's uh, running washington football team, she's I'm running sorry. the washington media deal and and that was and, and this happens this happens, thankfully, with frequency that women get jobs that they did not ever have before. Almost all women who do that will pay a public debt of gratitude to Billie Jean King, as well they should. Billie Jean King did more for women's sports than anyone ever. This is not even debatable. Don't, 
I remember once this kid who works for uh, PTI, Lorenzo, was telling me, it just drove me crazy telling me that Whitney Houston is the greatest singer of all time and significantly better than Barbara Streisand. I just, you know, Wilbon and I looked at him, please. I, I told him, here, go, go, just go watch Don't Rain on My Parade. Just go watch that and just shut up. Leave me alone on this. Anyway, Billie Jean King, it's not debatable. She's the most important person in women's sports. Susan O'Malley was running the Washington Bullets. They were then the Washington Bullets before they became the Wizards when she was in her 30s. She was running them. She was not the general manager. She was not the coach. She was above those people. She was basically the president of the team. She was making all the financial decisions. This is important for people to know. That's a name you should know, Susan O'Malley. So I called her and she said, why are you calling? I said, I was on my way to Delaware, and I know that, you know, that you, your mom's in Delaware. And, and she said, this is the weirdest thing. I'm headed to Delaware this weekend. I'm going to visit my mom. So we agreed to meet, and we met on Saturday night. We had a drink at her mom's house. And I hadn't seen her in so long. She looked great, by the way. But it was, it was one of those chance meetings that happens. Everybody goes through this. You run into somebody you haven't seen in a long time. And it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. So I... Thought I would say that. She told she gave me a variety of tips on how to conduct my life, which I thought were very good. She's now teaching. She teaches at college at the University of South Carolina. She teaches pre-law courses. She, When she was done with sports, she put herself through Georgetown Law School and yeah. became a lawyer. You know, and, and she specializes in sports law. And she's, she's a person of consequence. And her sister, Jen, listens to the show. Susan does not listen. But Jen will say, hey, Tony said good things about you. Okay, so let me get to the major items of the day, and that would be not the Nats, though the you know the best. Patrick Corbin is useless at this point. <laughs> He's like, what is he, Michael? Eight and fifteen with a plus six ERA. Oh gosh, it's something really bad. Just wait for the next two years. It's just off five year contract. He's right? a worthless pitcher right now. They won last night, right? Yeah, Paolo Espino has become the ace of the staff with an eighty-one mile an hour fastball. <laughs> He's consistent. Gets in trouble early, but he well, somehow gets out of His it. ERA is under four, and he's five and five on the year. And they can put him out there. As far as I'm concerned, you can put him out there every night because he's the best they've got. Strasburg's going to be- begin throwing in November. How great is that? <laughs> that means he'll probably pitch in 2036. <laughs> let, me get to the, let me get to things I wrote down. Teams I have gained respect for in the NFL. Tennessee. Oh. They were going to lose that game in Seattle. They were going to lose. They came back a number of times. They came back and they won that game. It's a terrible scheduling start of the season. Arizona and Seattle. Those are two of the ten best teams in football. Kyler Murray looks great. Yes, he does. Arizona, Seattle. At Seattle. Tough. Tennessee, I gain respect for. I loved it. There's, if there's any data as to where the ball was going to go Derek to get that last Derek touchdown. Henry. Yeah. Derek Henry, kids. Yeah. 245, <laughs> you can't knock him down. Gain respect for Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore ran it. They didn't have any running backs you can name. Baltimore ran it. Lamar Jackson, bad at the beginning. Two picks early. Great at the end. They won that game. They won it late. Now, that's, to be fair... What happened to Kansas City last night is what happened in New England last week. They're going in for the winning score, and a, and a running back fumbles the ball. And that's the end of the game. But Kansas City lost that game. New respect for Baltimore. Respect for the L.A. Rams. Backed it up. Yep. Backed it up. Won a game. 2-0. Respect for Arizona. Respect even for Minnesota, now an 0-2 team the way they came back against Arizona, and they should have won that game. That's 35-yard field goal. Kirk Cousins played well. 35-yard field goal, you're supposed to make that. The other, what was the other field goal? 53 yards that Dallas won on? Did they win on a 56-yard field goal? You don't ever think, that can't be better. The odds can't be better than one and three on that. On the other end of the field, what do you think about that, um, that sack? I didn't think that was a sack on Herbert. I thought he got rid of the ball. Yeah. I thought that was an unfair I thought that was unfair. I thought San Diego, well, San Diego, I always call him San Diego. I thought San, the Chargers got the game stolen from them. But, twice. you know, these things happen. Yes, twice. Respect for Carolina. I'm not sure Carolina is any good, but they're 2-0. and Yeah. They're 2-0. and Respect for Las Vegas. They're 2-0. and I'm not sure they're any good. Derek Carr 
may be better than I think, which is I don't think he's very good. But Derek Carr now, two games in a row, last week in the fourth quarter and the overtime, this week the whole game. Teams I've lost respect for, Seattle. They're up 14. Yeah, at home. At home against Tennessee. They're up 14. New Orleans. Uh, ooh. What happened? What wow. Happened week? Yeah. Is that is did that happen to New Orleans because the emotional roller coaster of week one? And and still sort of being on the road and not having a home and having all those coaches test positive? Yeah. Is I'm, that I mean uh, but you just say what happened to New Orleans? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Coming they, off a brilliant win. They didn't look good. Yeah. Miami got killed. <laughs> C I L L Kill my landlord. <laughs> Miami, look, 35 nothing. Nothing. Yep, bagel. Buffalo. Where was that game? Again, wasn't in Miami, was it? It was in Buffalo. I think it was in Buffalo, Buffalo. yes. 35 yes. nothing. Yeah, and Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. No points. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. You know, so I guess Jalen Hurts isn't the greatest quarterback. That might be anymore. more an effect of scheduling, right? Maybe. But Philadelphia was home. Yeah. San Francisco's pretty good. Yeah, the, the NFC West is pretty good. The AFC West is pretty good. So those are, I mean, that's what I was looking at yesterday. Ooh, I, get, I get a text from uh, Phil, says the game was actually in Miami. In Miami? Yeah. You, you Getting shut out. Shut home. out at home <laughs> in Miami. Yeah, that's terrible. Hey, I mean, you, don't, you can't really take them particularly seriously. Did you have any thoughts about the games that you saw? Uh, give me a second. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of starting with Tom Brady. You have nothing He's, to say. Yeah. There's, I guess that's not respect because it's just established, but five touchdowns. Tom Brady and the defense came up with with two at the end of the game. Tom, yeah, that actually that actually hurt Chuck Todd because those fourteen points hurt him in in terms of coverage. I he, I think he took, I think he took Atlanta and the points. Did he take Atlanta? Oh, oh, Jeff Ma. It hurt Jeff Ma. Oh, Jeff Ma. Jeff Ma took the twelve, and the, they have the two pick sixes on weird. You know, they're, they're blocked. Yeah. They're blocked at the line. But how about yeah, I mean, Tom Brady is 44 years old and doing things that no athlete other than Gordie Howe. And Gordie Howe wasn't that great at 44. Not as great as Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady is, yeah. And how about Gronkowski? So got two more. Yeah, two more. T- four touchdowns in two games? Wilbon, well, I'll ask Wilbon about that because Wilbon said Gronkowski was done and overrated and was going to be in pro wrestling. And all that stuff was true. And now Until he's got, he wasn't. Yeah, right. and, and now Brady is that good. Now, Comes back yeah. to the commercial. Mom, where are my pads? <laughs> what Wilbon will say <laughs> is that Atlanta stinks. Well, they do. And so you did, Brady doesn't get any credit. But I'm sorry. He's 44 years old. Five touchdowns. He ought to get a little bit of credit there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you watch a little bit of that. Now, the red zone froze up on us yesterday. So I'm happy this happened to you because I'm watching. It's you are. They went on five, red alert. Red alert. It froze on red alert. And then you start Early. going to the game day live to see if they're going to kick in coverage on that. And NFL you, Network. You, you, right nothing, you don't know what to watch. I watched the Nats. I went to the Nats because I didn't know what was going on. Every time I came back in the first five minutes, yeah, it was frozen. And did they ever? I, I when I got back, it was back on. Did they ever explain what happened? Did not they ignore that I it? not that I saw. But those, Scott those Hansen sort of the, never said anything. Those are the establishing moments. But I mean, obviously, before you get to the end of, end of the one o'clock games, we were trying to see how everything's going to end. But I mean, my feeling is I'm paying for that. The cable company are they going to charge me? Probably yes. They'd probably get charged twice. I don't think that's fair to charge me when when the thing that I pay for. 861 was out from 106 to 111. I want a rebate. Yeah. Well, just free like, HBO. Again, the two greatest um, inventions, I guess, in Western civilization, the Red Zone Channel and the Easy Pass. You can't live without them now. Yeah. You really can't. I mean, I don't know how we used to watch football games because now when you have this, it's just everything right there, all the exciting moments of it. It's brilliant. Wilbon, of course, watches on the dish. I think it's oh. Andrew Siciliano does it on the dish, and we watch... Us lower people on the food chain, <laughs> we watch Scott Hansen. Yes. Apparently, that's done in L.A. I thought it was done in the East, but I think it's done in Interesting. L.A. I think. If anybody knows, just email us or call us, you know, at 311. Yeah. <laughs> the information Not emergency. for rich people. Don't worry about it. I will take a break. Uh, when we return, Michael Wilbon, indeed, will chat with us. I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a solo stove ad. I'm yielding here to Michael. What is the status of the solo stove the, right the now? The solo stove is here. The solo stove is ready to be lit at our new house. Right. And I have an update. I have accessories. I have the cover. Ooh. 
and I also have the spark shield, considering that we have two children under the age of five. Right. Five's an important number coming up the next couple weeks here. Right. But yeah, so the spark shield will keep Bootsy and the Hammer safe, as inevitably they try and get closer and closer to the smoke-free experience. Do we have an ETA for when this is going uh, yes, well, we can talk to our general contractor as to when the bathrooms will be finished so that we can move into said house and then invite you over. Do you think I would be on the lighting. invite list? I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you bring the torch from your house, a lit ember, because with just a bit of starter, you can get this thing going. The double airflow. We've now reached the cool fall evening stage. Yes. Now I don't want to jinx it because there might be a few ninety degrees left, ninety degree days left, but we've reached that. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Enjoy the warm ambiance, the mesmerizing flames, and all the opportunities to create more good moments and lasting memories. Make the time with your friends and family, and I emphasize family, richer with a Solo Stove fire pit. They're made with premium-grade 304 stainless steel. I don't know what that means. And a patented 360-degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. What do they mean by starter? Do they provide starter, or is that your responsibility? Your responsibility. This to would get be like, like kindling? This would, yes, kindling. Okay. This would be like okay. providing fuel for the fire pit. Okay, all right. So I understand that now. That means I bring my own kindling, and That's... I start it. Perfectly portable. Take solo stove with you on camping trips and more. And when they say camping trips, they're not actually talking to me. <laughs> but they may be talking to you. Get the perfect fire pit for those fall nights and make your backyard a destination. With a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove. Shop the fall event now. Get an extra $10 off when you use the promo code TonyK at checkout. They're so confident you will love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Go to solostove.com. S-O-L-O, stove. And remember, you get $10 off when you use the promo code TonyK. And as always, use the code, people. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. If you just look at me now This is Michael Burt. This is a song called Nothing to Blame. And he writes, I'm a former DMV native who moved to northern New Mexico and my life has been forever changed in a profoundly positive way. I'm an enormous fan of the show. The relationship between you and your son is enviable and I admire the care you have for each other. At any rate, I have a small part in an upcoming Netflix movie as well. It's called The Harder They Fall with some of the best actors I can think of. I'll be so glad if you have a chance to listen to my song called Nothing to Blame, and I hope it brings you a measure of joy and peace. Michael Burt, B-U-R-T. Isn't that lovely? Very, very nice. Very nice. And he plays in Michael Wilbon. There's a thousand things to talk about with Wilbon. But we'll start with this. There have been now four national games, right? Two Thursdays and two Sunday nights. Right. Um, Raiders, Ravens, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Washington, Giants, and Chiefs, Bears. Every one of them is a one-point game. Every one of these games, right, has been great, right? They've been yeah. great games. Did you say great. Chiefs, Bears, Chiefs, Ravens? No, no, Chiefs, Ra- um, no, Chiefs, Ravens. Ravens. Chiefs, Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I thought you said Chiefs, Bears. I apologize so if I did. See, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. <laughs> They've been good games. They've been terrific. Um and they help overshadow uh, the NFL trying to, through the officiating, trying to ruin each week. Ruin. And they threatened to ruin yesterday. The officiating how, has never how could been they more call, preposterous. The call on Justin Herbert was terrible. I, I don't even know. I didn't see. I, don't, I can't zero He's a quarterback. Call, He's going backwards. They ruled he was oh, in yeah, the grass. Yeah, yeah. It was a that sack. Was, they said it was a sack, yeah. Yes. Yes. But it was they, terrible. They, 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 I mean, the, the calls on taunting, the calls they missed yeah. on pass interference. People are allowed just to mug receivers now. And, you know, I'm a defensive guy. I want to see a policy shift. But that, that's not a policy shift. It's just nonsense. And the officiating was dreadful. And I'm not a, I'm not a rip the officials guy. It was dreadful. And particularly yesterday, all of it. Every, almost every game had it. And so I, that, that just made me angry. It made me angrier than the close games you mentioned on full national television made me happy. But last night's, I mean, the, the Ravens-Chiefs game, I mean, that was sort of a reestablishing of how great Lamar Jackson is, despite all the talk at times about what he can't do. Well, he, he threw, he threw two interceptions. as a great yeah, coach. He threw inter- two interceptions early. But after that, he was terrific. 
They ran the ball without any noticeable big-name runners. They played wonderfully, and yet, and I mentioned this in the open, the Chiefs are driving for what will be the winning score, and they fumble, which is exactly what New England did last Sunday, if you remember, driving for the winning score and fumble. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, this is that's part of the game. Yeah. You know, no, no. Is, you know I mean, the Chiefs are not this. They're, they've been to two Super Bowls in a row, won one, one, lost yep. one. But the notion that there's somehow a dynasty, a dynasty no. of one, no. and a near, and a, you know, right now there's Seattle. You know, right now there's Seattle and Daryl Bevel uh, throwing the ball at the one. That's what they are. They're really great. They're great to watch. But let's not, you know, they're not, um, you know, <laughs> they're not the 70 Steelers. They're not. No. They're not the, no. The, you know? So no, right they're now, not. So uh, that's, that's I, I, I've enjoyed, you know, weeks one and two. Um, but, uh, again, I was angry about yesterday with the, with the officiating. Speaking of Seattle. They gagged that game. They gagged it they, away. They gagged yeah, that game they had at that home. Game. And Tennessee yes. needed that game. Tennessee needed yes. to not go 0-2 to start. Yes. And you reminded that Derrick Henry is great. a modern-day, you know, O.J. or a modern-day, yep. yep. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's Eric Dickerson. He's, I mean, he, he, the guy's amazing. He was clearly going to come out, I think, that something physically was ailing him yesterday. And yet, he goes around a cornerback. Um, that he's probably six inches bigger, six inches and sixty pounds on, and he goes around him down the sideline like a like a sprinter, you know, like 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 Marshall Falk. And he's just like, are you kidding me with this guy? That was a great game to watch. That was that was yes. to me that was every bit as entertaining as uh, as Chiefs Ravens was last night. Totally agree. Big ups to Tennessee on the road. Big ups to Mike Vrabel. Absolutely. Yes. They were yes. going to go 0-2, and, and their schedule, when you, you're like, maybe you don't know, like when you're making a schedule, but when you open with Arizona and Seattle, that's yeah. much, that's about yeah. as hard as it gets, right? And about Arizona, as hard as it gets. Again, again they, yes. they dodged the bullet and they almost they got took the game away. They got and, lucky. you know, the quarterback, who is, he's, he's both amazing oh. and confounding. And he's they're going to be a team that he's going to cost, he's going to cost them. Because he seems to have no regard for possession. You know, he's like a wild Colt point guard. He's the most exciting player in football. And then does something boneheaded. Don't you believe that? I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying anything like that. He's the most exciting single player in football for me. You know what? Right now, he's got another guy with him. This guy, number four, I get more. This runner receiver who is an, oh my God, sort of tiny talent as well. And Arizona's, you know, great to watch. And for people who thought... I I may have to take in a game in person out there uh, this fall. A lot of people thought this, and it was fair to think this at the time. They said, Cliff Kingsbury, get out of here. He had a losing record in college. I think people need to shut up about him. He seems to know how to max out with his offense. He he, he does. He does. And, you know, I, I watched him closely. And and again, they're 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 a thrill thrill ride. They really are. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I don't know that they're. I don't know that the way they're going when winning is sustainable. I mean, maybe it's sustainable for like a year, but that's but but that would justify hiring him, wouldn't it? I mean, yes, goodness, yes. you want to see them uh, offensively. It does look like they just have free reign. Players love playing for them. Um, all the sort of ingredients that you'd want on an up and coming team. Um, and, and, and right now, I mean, they, they're right there in the toughest division in football with 2-0 and record at the top. He, this guy, Kingsbury, had the number one pick in the draft and took a 5-foot-9-inch baseball player. That's yeah. what he did. All right, and everybody said, really? Well, I don't know that you're saying really right now because that, no, that, he's, no, he can, he's it, thrilling. It, it, Tony, the decisions right now are justified. That's I watch right. closely. I sort of root for them. I don't root for them like, like I do the Suns. I don't have that that affection for them, but I, I do. I root for them, and I watch. I mean, I had that game on one of my three screens. I had that game on exclusively on one of them because I want I want to see yeah, Kyler Murray every snap. I want to see him all the time now. He's let me get to watch the, TV. Let me get to a game that I know you had on one of your three screens because it was the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Andy Dalton got hurt. Justin Fields came in. Justin Fields' statistics were nothing at all. He had one good third down run. 
that won the game. I understand. <laughs> he had a third down run, we sealed the game. So what? what is the immediate future of the Chicago Bears offense, in your opinion? They have none. The defense picked off, um, what's his name from LSU and Cincinnati, three times. Joe Burrow. And they re- Every, Joe Burrow and returned one of them for a touchdown. They, the Bears had two touchdowns. Once again, two touchdowns in the game, one of them provided by Roquan Smith. With right. a pick six. They have no offense. They have no offense, which, is, once again, is an indictment of the coach. Now, a rookie quarterback means you get a, a moment. But they, and by the way, all the hype about the rookie quarterbacks and the constant updating by all the people who cover football, I mean, it's so unnecessary. They're rookie quarterbacks, all of them. None of them are any good yet. And, and Joe Burrow, who's essentially a rookie quarterback, and like in the, in the beginning of his second year because of his injury, he, he wasn't any good. So all these rookie quarterbacks, there's this, this constant harping on it. They're not any good. Not yet. And they may all be good. They, you know, a couple may wash out. Who knows? Even, even, the, even the, the, the Jets quarterback, the former Jets quarterback, they got rid of to draft the kid from BYU. Look good. That guy won. Yeah, he won twice. He's won you know, twice. He's won twice. He's 2-0. and oh. And the yeah. kid from BYU isn't so far, once again, any damn good. Not yet. But so the Bears have no, they, you know, I told you last week when you got carried away. You said away, they'd win. You said they'd I win. I told you they would win a close game. And that's what they did. That's all they're capable of doing is sort of getting defensive or special teams to chip in and provide a touchdown. And maybe the offense provides one. And so they can get 17 to 20 points that way. That's it. That's all. Will so Dalton they, they start? That. Will Field start or Dalton I, I, start? I, I think if Dalton's healthy, he would and should start. Unlike okay. every expert on the network we are employed by, I've right. been saying, let Andy Dalton, Fields gets in the game, Tony. He gets, first of all, he gets like four false start penalties himself. They're on some rum drum alignment, and they got we got plenty of those. They're on him. False start number one, five yards. First and fifteen, Chicago. That was said a couple of times. So, by the way, I'm not down on Justin Fields, not at all. But this notion that he has to start, that they he can only possibly win with him out there. What? I mean, he's he's he's. I don't know if he's ready to play. I don't know if you want to use that phrase. He's ready to be a rookie in the NFL, which means getting roasted at quarterback, starting quarterback on a bad team. And I know his quarterback and GM aren't ready. They're not ready. Because they don't have him surrounded with anything. I mean, that's not true. They, they, have, they, they really actually have terrific skill players. I mean, Montgomery at running back and they don't know, have Allen, Allen Robinson at receiver and this kid Mooney. They actually do. The Bears do have good skill players. No line. But they're not they ready. No they don't have a line. No, no line. You know, people who are watching all the games may not notice that. I'm watching one particularly close team, and they don't have it. Now, again, I would put Andy Dalton out there to start the game. And not only that, I say, you know, he he had these false start penalties. Tony, one of his early snaps was a fumble, which is going the other way. And he, being the great athlete he is, he's on the ground and has the presence of mind to knock the ball away and prevent a pick, a, a fumble recovery six for Cincinnati. Which would have lost in the game. He had the presence of mind to do that. But, you know, this notion that Justin Fields is going to save Chicago, I mean, you know, stop. Hopefully in time he will. But that time ain't like, I don't know, in the first six weeks of the NFL season. A couple of things stood out to me yesterday. One was that the Saints really came back to earth. I mean, they were beaten badly, well, which I didn't expect. Did you, did you watch no, any of that? No, I picked them to win, but... Right. I mean, let's not go crazy on Jameis Winston and pronounce him Joe Montana just yet. I mean, you know, people get, the, the, you know, the NFL is the, is the league where people get the most carried away now. And the NFL was not covered like this 30 years ago or 40 years ago. It's covered like this now because there's 94 shows on and everybody has to have a hot take about how great somebody is or how awful somebody is. And, you know, it usually isn't that. They're, they're mostly somewhere in the middle. And, yes, Kansas City can be great. And then, I don't even know if there's a really awful team out there. Maybe Jacksonville. And it's fine. They're supposed to be awful. But the overstatement of everything in the NFL threatens to just sort of ruin Monday and Tuesday for me. Because right, people just go crazy. Jameis Winston, he's, you know, he's he had a, a great first week. That's he all it was. It's a great first right. week. 
But he's he's the right quarterback. He's a professional quarterback. Maybe. He's better Maybe. than Taysom Hill as a quarterback. He is. Okay, so? I mean, Taysom Hill's not. What, what does that mean? Well, I mean, all you gotta, that's all they have on their team. Tamp down. Two okay, guys. but it doesn't mean that's good enough. It doesn't mean that's, no, you know. No, may not be. May not playing, be. Playing, you know, late in the January. And, and, nope. and by the way, I, I think that James Winston can be a, a good professional quarterback. But let's see it. We don't, we don't ask to see anything anymore. People just write down W's and L's and get their fantasy team. Uh, they do those two things. And then they go through the season and they go, oh, wow. Oh, we, we didn't expect that. Because everybody's not the 79 Steelers. And so just, speaking just, of things, annoys me. Speak, speaking of things you might not have expected, Northwestern got crushed by Duke, a good well, academic I, school. It, no, I didn't expect that. I mean, that was, that was right. that's a bad outing for us. I'm not very, right. I'm not critical. That's a bad outing for us because because you know our quarterback who transferred from Clemson, who I, I'm you know I'm just fine seeing him sitting standing next to the coach on the sideline. He, he threw three picks in the first half. Might have been all three in the first quarter. Hmm. So you're you you you're down thirty to three hmm. to Duke, and you shouldn't be. And then they come back and they really outplayed Duke in the second half. Out just played like they're you know because they had a quarterback and we had a senior quarterback who came in and went down the field once, down the field again, down the field again. And you know I you know on my you know text chain, people are talking about um, you know comebacks and. You know, you, you, shouldn't have, you shouldn't be in that position. We should not be in that position against Duke. I had to get texts from Junior, you know, post oh. saying, what are you doing, losing to Duke? Because, of course, Junior <laughs> hates Duke football. <laughs> Junior, John Junior Feinstein hates Duke football. And he, he, he's right. I mean, that, that's a bad loss. And, and, and I was glad to see that Fitz, who doesn't express annoyance publicly uh, often, if ever, I was glad to see him do that on Saturday. Because that, that, that game annoyed the hell out of me. I'm are you going to on Monday, Tone? How about that? Yeah. Are you going to the Ryder Cup? Are you going to go? No, I'm not going to the Ryder Cup. No, no. Oh. I got stuff. I got stuff on my agenda. No, I'm not. Are you going to the Ryder Cup? No, but I thought you told okay. me there was a real chance you would go to the there Ryder was, Cup. There was every chance. I was, I, you know, I was. There was every chance. I planned it out, and right. um, I've got to be in Chicago at the end of the week on right. Thursday and Friday. And on Friday night, I was thinking, you know, Don wants to yeah. go to the Ryder Cup. And Don says to me, the one thing you've never done is, you know, taking me to Ryder Cup. I'm like, really? Because, like, 2012 at, at um, oh, goodness, um, Medina, what was that? And he goes, that was the President's Cup. I'm like, no, 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 little brother. That was the Ryder Cup. And so we, so actually. He, wait, wait a second. Your it. brother tried to convince you that you had taken him to the Ryder Cup, to the President's Cup when it was the yeah. Ryder Cup? It was the Ryder Cup. Well, Ryder Cup. That's bad form. That's bad form. Yeah. I'm pretty certain. Uh, so anyway, we, 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 you know, we've got a lot going on um, this week, so I'm not going to go. I'm going to watch it oh, on yeah. the telly. Um, and, and, you know, I was also convinced it's going to be a tough watch in person, maybe tougher than, you know, a great watch on television. I've played, um, whistling straights a couple of times. Beautiful. Um, it it's is beautiful. beautiful. But, you, you know, apparently I, I hear there's going to be, you know, big crowds and, you know, you're sort of, I'm sh- you're I sort of pinned in by something yeah. that looks like an ocean on the other side. Yeah. It's a big lake. Yeah, it always, so I, that's, when I was there, I think I told you this then, what surprised me so much was in, you know, on the East Coast, anything that overlooks water is built. There's, you know, houses everywhere. And there were so very few houses there. I was surprised by that. Well, that's a remote place, Tony. I'm sure there, were, yeah. there are no remote places on the Atlanta, in the East. I think, and I think that most of them are, you know, somebody decided within the last fifty years, let's build a house here, right? And right. and a lot of developments go up. So I was surprised, but well, it was, you, and you it's beautiful. Have golf courses on those, oh, on yes. those shores. Oh well, yes. In this case, you know, there's I, there's at least four golf courses there. Yeah, um, beautiful. And it's, it, it is beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful, beautiful. setting. It is. Um, it's, it's not far from Green Bay either. You right. know, so. Um, Matthew was trying to talk it up as well, and I'm like, can we just concentrate on the first week of school here, or first couple of weeks, and we'll get to, uh, we'll, you know, we'll get back to Whistling Straits to play it. I'd rather play it than, than watch. 
Um, but yeah, so it's a, I mean, this is a, this is a huge sports week. I, I I I love this particular week. Um, you know, with the Ryder Cup, especially at a place I know, a place close to where I I grew up. Ryder Cup, college football, pro football, division yeah. races. Yeah, it's, it's a way, great week. Me, it's a great week. Let me recommend to people, particularly people who were born, you know, after nineteen, you know, sixty, sixty-five or so. Um, watch the Ali documentary. Watch the Kim Burns documentary on Muhammad Ali. I watched the first installment last night. It's just great. And, and, and I am fascinated, of course, in a way, Tony, like you are with Muhammad Ali, because we were there. Sure, sure, for, sure. For every, every step. Sure. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, Tony. Sounds good. Michael Wilbon, boys and girls, we will take a break. We will come back. Richard Justice will join us. We will talk about baseball with Richie. When we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the Indochino ad. Nigel, you've got Indochino suits. Why don't you talk about them? Yes, I've got three Indochino suits. Uh, that's how much I love them. Uh, I first got it was uh, uh, in a wedding, and it's saying, oh, you've got to do this thing online. It's like, oh, really? This seems like a pain. It's really not. It's very easy. You can do your measurements yourself. You can go to a tailor, get them done for you. I did it myself famously with a piece of rope and a yardstick. Came back, the suit fit me like a glove. It looks great. You can customize it any way you like. It's very affordable and it gets to you very quickly. It's just a brilliant concept. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, as Nigel said, and shirts and casual wear and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Choose everything about your suit from the fabric, the lapel, the monogram, the statement linings. Like Nigel has one with the Union Jack inside. <laughs> you can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part is that Indochino suits start at just $399 with all customizations included. The whole nine yards. You get that. Indochino is now open at select Nordstrom stores, giving you even more ways to get great fitting, personalized clothing. That's what you can do. Go to Nordstrom. You can purchase everything there. Find your nearest location at Indochino.com. And right now you can get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using the code TONYK at checkout. So if you're going to buy a suit, you're going to get it for $50 off. That's $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O, Indochino.com, and the promo code is TONYK. And by all means, use the code, people. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a song called Fly On, and it comes from Jay Johnson, who writes, Hope you all had a great summer. I wanted to reach out with a new tune I'm releasing for your consideration. It's about flying in airplanes. Fly On is intended as an anthem of wanderlust, inspired by the desire to break free from tedium to travel the world. Matty Klauser engineered and played the drums. I sang and played the rest. The second verse is dedicated to being sick of targeted advertising. (laughs) To that end, Fly On is out Friday, September 24th on Spotify, Bandcamp, and all streaming platforms. The EP that Jay Johnson is releasing is called Transit that's coming out in mid-November. This is, again, Fly On. Michael, if people like Jay Johnson want to send us their original music that I'm talking over now, but you can hear in its entirety at the end of the podcast, how do they do it? Do you often get feelings to break free, to fly on? I do. You know, I wish I liked... There are days when I look up in the sky... And I think to myself, this would be a great day to fly, and I, I wish I, I, I actually wish I was doing it. Because I've had some flights that have been really nice. So anyway, how send, do they do send it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. And Fly On plays in Richard Justice, and we can get to, as Wilbon was saying, there's football, there's college, there's pro, there's Ryder Cup this week, and there's division races, and there's wild card races. Before we get to those, I need to ask, Richie's expecting me to do this, I'm sure. How about warrior god Max Scherzer? I mean, how about him? You live in Houston. You saw what Justin Verlander did when he came from Detroit midseason to Houston. What do you think of what Scherzer's doing with the Dodgers? I'm most of all just elated because I know the guy. I know what kind of competitor he is. Uh, Like I said to you before, it's odd to see a guy change uniforms, and, and I've seen Chelsea James and some others say, I think Barry Saluga may have said it, you know, he should be hitting these milestones in a Nats uniform. But that guy looks great in a Dodgers uniform, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the offseason. We have Kershaw, 
Scherzer and Verlander, all free agents this season. There may be a lock, lockout and all that, but just to see the guy, how much he loves it at, at 37 and how much he cares and what a great teammate he is. I, he's one of those guys, Tony, I think everybody in the game roots for the guy, maybe except on the day he's pitching against you. He is just the epitome of what we want a pro athlete to be. That's on the field and off the field. And he has been so smart and so creative in how he how he plays the game, how he takes care of himself. Um, you know, I, before the 2019 season started, I was in the Nats clubhouse in spring training one day, and I, one of their players pointed out pointed around the room and go, "Look at the men we have in here." And he meant the catchers, and he meant he meant Scherzer, and he meant Rendon, and uh, and Howie Kendrick, and. Uh, that contribute, contributes to winning, and that's what he's done in L.A. You see the difference between them finishing first and second? He just might be. 6-0 and with an 0-7-3 ERA at the moment, and the Dodgers are 9-0 in his starts. And Dodger Blue matches one of his eyes. He looks very good in it. Will he get the Cy Young over the Milwaukee guy? Will he get it? I would think he probably... Yeah, I would think he probably will. Now, you're justified if you want to vote for Corbin Burns, the Milwaukee guy. But I think there's a sentimentality. The guy came in and gave them a lift. And look, when the games mean the most, and the Dodgers are in a dogfight because you don't want to get in that wild card game. When the games mean the most, nobody's been better than Max Scherzer. That's why you go ahead and get a guy like that. They have the highest payroll in baseball. They can do whatever they want. And sometimes what you want He's a guy who's going to be great on the field, but give you a little bit of extra in the dugout, in the clubhouse. That's why you go get Albert Pujols. You're not saying Albert Pujols is going to carry us. We don't even know how much he's going to play. But there's something about having those guys who've been through, been through the wars before you want them. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Max, is, Max hasn't had a hit this year, and he's wearing Albert's uh, – batting gloves to bring him a little bit of good look. So may hit a home, <laughs> may hit a three-run homer before the season's over. The two of them are going to be in Cooperstown for the rest of their lives. Uh, thank you for mentioning the phrase in the dugout. In the dugout, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis <laughs> Jr. went at it. Um, what do you make of that? What do you make of how that plays for that particular manager and a team that seems to be cratering in San Diego? It's a very troubled team right now. And it's going to lead, you know, when you have that kind of payroll, I think it's the eighth biggest in baseball, you know, you're, it, it, the, the Yankees and the Mets are second and third in payroll. They're not probably not going to make the playoffs, too. And when you have a, 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 a dynamic like that, it's going to lead to changes. You hire these guys that have never managed, never really. Jace Tingler had never been in u- uniform, really. And he's a very smart guy. I like him a lot. But sometimes when you have you spend a lot of money and you have big personalities, you have to have a guy to take charge of things. And they just let it get out of control. They knew this was coming. Look, I don't the, – the left side of that infield has contracts worth $640 million or something like that, Machado <laughs> and Tatis. Tatis is, yeah. Tatis is 22 years old. He's frustrated. The way he feels the weight of the world is on his shoulder. He sees the NL MVP slipping away from him, and he just he he almost got himself thrown out of a game you can't get thrown out of. A coach went to him. They got into it. Machado went to him, who has had some maturity problems of, of his own uh, through the years. But the bottom line was there is there is a bad vibe around that team. You know, we, when Hosmer signed, we said Eric Hosmer is a great leader. But when you're not playing well, you can't be a leader. Machado tried to do something. They got into it. It's just the frustration of the moment and of knowing all the expectations, all the money and everything, and we're not going to make the playoffs. It's, he's a young guy. He's 22. He's a young guy, and he's going to have more moments like this. You love him for the passion and the way he plays on the field. In a lot of ways, he may be the face of baseball, but you know you got to control yourself at times, and uh, he was unable to do that. But he's not the first. Like I, I just think that kind of thing gets blown over uh, in a day or two. But at the end of the season, when they don't make the playoffs, heads are going to roll. Did he drop a fly ball the other just yesterday? Did he make? Didn't he make some critical error, Tatis, yesterday? I thought yeah, he did. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. He, he, he did. I thought early in the game, think, he, he. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but look, look. It, it, that's a tough place to play, San Diego. You're going to have that 
up like that. I mean, there's never been a problem with his effort or anything like right. that. It's just that at times he can't control his emotions. He's not the only one like it, but the spotlight's on him because when you give a guy that kind of money and you give Machado that kind of money, you're saying you're going to lead us. They have. Sp- I think there's a part of me wants them to win because when you spend money and you try to do the right things, you ought to be rewarded for it. But the general manager, A.J. Preller, didn't upgrade the pitching staff. They don't have Blake Snell anymore. They don't have Chris Paddock anymore right now. And they're, they're a mess going down the stretch, and the Cardinals are going to take that second wild card spot from them. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I just would, would go back on this, that most of the time if Machado is involved in something, we assume that Machado is the antagonist in this. But <laughs> well, you're saying that, that Machado acted responsibly, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was trying to act responsibly. Yeah, okay. Um, which is not what he was. You know, he he saw the coach and Tatis, Bobby Dickerson, the coach, former Orioles coach, getting into it. And he went over and just said, it's not about you. It's not about you. It can't be about you. But I, I just think that's – Joe Gibbs once told me this. These are heat-of-the-moment things, and sometimes you've got you to gotta let, let them play out and the way they're going to play out and the dynamics of the team. Guys usually figure it out. And I think, ultimately, if they finish third in that division, which they're probably going to, it's not going to be because of Machado – it's not going to right. be because of the vibes in the room. It's going to be because the general manager didn't help the pitching staff enough. Uh, you've got the cards getting the second wild card, which means they're going to play the Giants or the Dodgers, and they're going to throw 40-year-old Adam Wainwright out there. And Adam Wainwright may very well have one great game left in him in, in him. a playoff situation, right? I mean, that's scary. Adam Wainwright is methodically building himself a Hall of Fame resume, not just you know, well, everything I said about Scherzer, I mean, he is, there is not a more respected player in the game, but they've been great. When the games count the most, they've been at their best. They won 10 or 11. They were two games over 500 two weeks ago. Tyler O'Neill's been great, but they go out and pick up Jay, John Lester and Jay Happ. Both of them have been great, but nobody's been better than, than Wainwright. They just they have a vibe going. Their pitching has been just lights out. And, uh, it, I, I, don't, I think I've told you the story before a couple of springs ago. Wainwright's talking to a, a group of about four or five of us a, a, after a spring game in, in a driveway somewhere, and it's like a semicircle around him. He goes, now I know some people here, some people didn't think I should even be invited to spring training. Anybody here knows somebody like that? And he kind of makes a goes around the circle looking at all of us like, yeah, you guys didn't even think I – should be here, but we were all rooting for him. He's um, yes, he's a classy guy. He's been on World Series winners. Yeah, I would not want to face him in a wild card. What do you? Who do you have? You have the Cardinals then, and either the Giants or the Dodgers. Obviously, what about in the American League? Who do you have making it? Uh, in the American League right now, uh, I would say the division races seem to be it, it, settled. And the betting favorite is that those young uh, upstart Toronto Blue Jays are going to get one of those are going to get one of those right. wild card spots, and you could flip a coin between the Yankees and and uh, Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are probably slight favorites right now. Yankees just aren't any good right now, Tony. They um, the pitching's been okay. Garrett Cole was booed off the mound yesterday at Yankee Stadium, but he gave up a bunch of blue pits. You know, I mean the guy. Stan and Judge have been good, but nobody else offensively has been any good. They go out and get Joey Gallo. He's been just terrible, awful. These terrible. Young, young, young guys that they had so much faith in. They're just not any good. And it'll be interesting to see. He spoke this. You know, a lot of interesting free agents on the market, uh, what they do to stir it up. But they got to be some changes there. Hey, look, but don't take anything away from Toronto. Hey, Otani. Vladdy Jr. would be the National League MVP. The Blue Jays did what you're supposed to do. They had Marcus Simeon. Springer. Richie, your phone your phone it? is breaking up. Your phone is breaking up. Yeah. Is this better? A little bit better. Not much. You, you were making the point about Vlad Guerrero Jr., which I want you to make because, because he's yeah. in the same league as Shohei Otani, and if he takes his team to the playoffs, you voted in this thing in your life. Would you vote for Otani? Would you vote for Guerrero? 
you just have to vote for Otani because uh, what he's doing is just historic. I mean, it's just incredible mm. what he's doing to make 22 starts and to have he's over 500 plate appearances now, 40 home runs. You have to, but Vlagaro uh, Jr. is going to win many MVPs. He's one of those hot prospects that's turned out to be as good as as good as he was advertised to be. And yeah. if they, if you watch them. In that dugout, they remind me of the Astros in 2017 in that there is just such a vibe and an emotion about them. A lot of that Springer, a lot of that Simeon. But those kids, they don't know what they don't know, and they're having a hell of a time doing it. Yeah, they look really good. And Springer got out. He got out of the Astros, obviously. Right. Um, and and he's a really good player. And Simeon is a really good player. They, they've caught lightning in a bottle. I agree with you. I think that they they will make it. I really do. Richie, thank you, thank hey, you, thank you. Go ahead. Sure, Tony. Thank, uh, well, I was just going to say, you, you play, you get the Blue Jays in a home playoff game, and I don't know that they're going to get a home playoff game. That's as tough a place to play as there is in baseball. It roars, and when the Torontoans get into it, they get into it like nobody else. They did that in basketball as well. They, I mean, yeah. people just assume, well, that's a laid-back place. Who cares? You're wrong. They care. They really care. They'll fill it. They'll, it'll be great. Thanks, Richard. We'll talk to you next week probably. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Richard Justice, boys and girls. We will take a break. We will come back with email and jingle. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the X-Chair read. If you've ever been behind the wheel of a high-performance sports car and you realize how much better a car can be, you never want to settle for a regular car again. That's how you'll feel after you sit in an X-Chair. Can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? My X-Chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? My X-Chair can. It's all in the LMAX massage and temperature regulation exclusively designed and made for X-Chair. And once you feel the customized support of X-Chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair. You can try X-Chair risk-free for 30 days. When you see how good it is, you'll probably never go back. Go to xchairtony.com now. That is the letter X, the word chair, T-O-N-Y dot com for $100 off your order. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. XChairTony.com. Use the code, people. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. It's the great Chris Ullman from Binghamton, New York. That breath control. Tremendous. <laughs> Nigel, why don't you do the Bethesda Bagel ads? Because you were there. Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. All you need to do is go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you will be thrilled. That's going to do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say there is a house in New Orleans. They call the Rising Sun. It's been the ruin of many a poor boy. And God, I know I'm one. That was done best. Everybody has done the House of the Rising Sun. Nobody's done it as well as Eric Burden and the animals. <laughs> yes. Nobody's done it that well. Go listen to that. Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon, Richard Justice. Thanks to today's sponsors, Indochino, X-Chair, Solo Stove. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. From Scott Feist in Scott Air Force Base in Illinois. Okay, so we now have established that the Hall of Fame and Wall of Fame memberships don't necessarily demonstrate knowledge of geography. <laughs> Otsego Lake in Cooperstown, New York, is where the Susquehanna River starts. Maybe you've heard of it. It kind of runs through Binghamton. And I seem to recall someone <laughs> went to college there. Thanks, I'll hang up and listen. Yes, I was looking for the river. I got the wrong river two times. It's the Susquehanna, the mighty yes. Susquehanna, which has its origins in Cooperstown, New York. You make the pilgrimage. I'm so disappointed you didn't remember. Got it wrong. Steve Tabor in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I'm curious, does Wilbon know anybody famous? <laughs> From P. Sean Irvin, a Ph.D. at the University of Oregon. Long-time listener, a couple of decades plus, actually, emailing a quick note to say how much I appreciate Booger McFarlane being on the show recently. Something's different about the conversations that he and Grandpa have compared to the others. Booger pausing to ask Tony's take on how the NFL is different from college football today while take talking coaching, for example. Seems like a true give and take, and I like it, in addition to Booger's cogent analysis and dry humor. Keep up the great work. Thanks for bringing levity and quality takes on sports stuff to my day. Life isn't easy right now, and even though the show stinks, I love and appreciate it. Thank you. 
P. Sean Irvin. Thank you. From Justin Monteforte in Ambler, Pennsylvania. Probably not airworthy, but tell 76, tell Pops congrats. Anyway, to the real purpose of this email. With COVID in office restrictions, I find myself binging on the show more than listening every day as I do when I'm in the office. But I wanted to back Tony up on his hesitation on certain topics. I'm a longtime younger little of 40. Yes, I'm a man with ties to Philadelphia and Sheena Parveen and Doug Camera. But I go back to the days of Blame Archuleta and invited Mr. Tony to my wedding 10 years ago with a bottle of wine with chimps and suits on the label. I'd like to give Tony encouragement that we love local Nats chat and extended Pat Forty's daughter Olympic chat. Tony occasionally seems nervous about doing just his show and apologizes for Nats chat or Olympic chat. Please assure him there are many littles out there that fell in love with the show years ago and we just want to hear him talk about whatever he wants to talk about. No need to apologize, just rant. We love it. Love the show and always, if you need some tips about male toddlers, feel free to hit me up. I have a six-year-old girl and a four-and-a-half-year-old boy. I put my boy's lefty swing up against Freddie Freeman's kid any day. And I love my solo stove. Thanks for the recommendation. Are they going to catch the Braves? (laughs) From Larry Shoemaker in Kansas City. Your Erev Yom Kippur episode was one of your best. Can it get any better than name-dropping Hank Stram, Paul Splitoff, Larry Gura, and Marching Mizzou playing the mailbag theme song? Who said you only talk about I-95? All sins are forgiven. From Nick Sharkey in Washington, D.C. On Wednesday show, Chuck Todd followed a guy named Booger and was himself followed by a monkey. Beltway elite, indeed. Also, payday bars are the best. But they're not marketed correctly. They aren't a candy bar like a Snickers or a Kit Kat. They're more like an energy bar or something to hold you over between meals. Life's all about expectations. If you go into a payday bar thinking Twix, of course you'll be disappointed. Can you ask Michael if my Northern Michigan University ranked higher or lower than Binghamton in U.S. News? I'll hang up and listen. I think we were 83rd. Oh, that's pretty good. Joel Dollinger sent me um, a note. I had mentioned something about Roscoe, New York, and he sent me a picture of a billboard of the Roscoe Diner which was on Route 17 on my way to Binghamton when I went to school there. Alex Lau in New York City. I've been learning Spanish on my much-delayed much honeymoon in Spain. Maybe next week I'll start off my email with some Greek as I'll find myself either in Mykonos or Santorini. But I'm not emailing to brag about how well-traveled I am. Not bad for a public school kid from Long Island, though. Eat it, Jeff Ma. Instead, I come to thank you and, of course, Michael, for showing me ExpressVPN, realizing late in the game that I couldn't watch NFL Sunday Ticket Abroad to get the Seahawks game for the woman to whom I'm related by marriage. I use my public school street smarts to remember the great service advertised on your stinking show that could allow me to pretend I was back in the U.S. and lo and behold, and it worked, and we were able to watch the Hawks. However, I wasn't smart enough to remember the code quickly enough, and it wasn't posted on your website, so I had to pay full price. Maybe if I'd gone to Exeter, or even a second-tier <laughs> private school like Murray, I would have been able to remember it. Oh, well. Funny email. From Kevin Drago, or Drago. My favorite part of the Chuck Todd segment isn't the lack of politics. It isn't Chuck Todd's horrible opinions on how to put the toilet paper. And it certainly isn't the ear-piercing monkey screeches, as Nigel talks about what I can only imagine is the largest photo album featuring random celebrities with a monkey. It's the song. It's a great song. I love it. So please, please, stop. Just stop singing over the song. You're not even close to harmonizing. And P.S., Always take the Vikes by two. <laughs> Mike Houston on Connecticut Avenue. Dear Dr. Golf Stories, I thought my Columbia, Missouri, Columbia, South Carolina switcheroo email had sewn up my status as the official on Connecticut Avenue of the Tony Kornheiser Show. But a recent emailer adding the geographic honorific to his name means we need to settle this. Unlike the backwater bays of Olney, Rockville, or Lake Orion, or Lake Orion, more than a few dozen people live on Connecticut Avenue, so there's competition. I claim it. That's it. A Connecticut Avenue man doesn't ask for permission. He doesn't make a case. We don't move north, south, or east, west like other squares in a grid system. We move north by northwest like Hitchcock. We take what's ours from the Mayflower and the Improv up to Bread First and La Cheeserie. So I sign off as Mike Houston on Connecticut Avenue, and I suggest my colleague from Remember the Titans change the name of his school this year, find a different gnome de plume, or move to a side street. I love that. If you're out on your bike tonight, everyone was always do wear white this book is devastating if if you just look at me now why are you wondering how i could just walk away you think maybe i'm too 
Nothing 